11 minutes it is after 8 p.m. And uh, uh, allow me at this point to, to uh, greet my two guests and uh, also invite you to uh, join us for this conversation. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. Savira Kaldin, uh, the Executive Director of the National Council Against Smoking, joins me on the line. And uh, so does Zodwa Velaman, Chief Executive Officer of the Vaping Products Association of South Africa. Savira and Zodwa, good evening to uh, the two of you and uh, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening. Thank you. Good evening, Ayabonga. Thank you for having us. Savira, uh, maybe Zodwa, let me start off with you. Uh, certainly representing, I guess, uh, one of the uh, industry bodies here of, in particular, vaping products, uh, which are seen as a replacement for some of the more traditional tobacco products. Well, when you look at the body of work and uh, the body of research that has been done, looking at some of the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, health impacts of uh, the products uh, of uh, many of your members. Uh, When you look at that body of literature, do you see, I guess, a a divided picture? And uh, if so, uh, what accounts for for that? Um, Thanks for the question, uh, Ayabonga. So as the association, indeed, one of our responsibilities is to track the research that is taking place uh, globally, um, to begin to look as to what it is that they're actually saying, and to actually even get some of the experts on board to actually assist us to analyze some of the research that is actually coming out. I think that whilst there's been quite a lot um, in the media that has been planted around issues um, of whether vaping is healthier or not, I think that's where the problem starts because what we have always said as the association is that it is actually a safer product. And we never talk to issues of health because we always say if you want to be healthier, there's no way we can actually advocate you, you know, eating your chocolates and your sweets and so on. So, Suzoto, when you so say safer, to, when you say safer, uh, from what perspective is that, if not health? Um, so, it's actually, when you compare, like, the chemicals that are actually in your tobacco, in your cigarette product, what actually goes into that V sub D, what you actually then find in your vaping product. I mean, it's actually not us that are actually saying these things. I mean, we've seen um, even at the UK Science and Technology Committee saying that vaping is actually a primary tool in reducing risk posed by smoking. They actually go on to actually even say it should be strongly promoted as an alternative. So where that goes to say is that, what that goes to say is that as opposed to smoking, there is a safer alternative. And that is actually where then vaping actually comes in. Okay. It is not targeting people that have never smoked before. In fact, the research that we did in South Africa with Kenbeck that is available on our website to anybody that wants it actually shows that we've got less than 0.01% of the new people that will actually get into vaping. By far, 99.9% of the people that get or move to vaping category would be your traditional smokers mm-hmm. that are looking for something safer than what they're exposed to when they light a cigarette. Okay. Savira? <laughs> yes. Um, so firstly, unfortunately, that was not giving us the accurate information about the health perspective. The National Council Against Smoking, you know, is uh, our, our intention is to reduce the number of smokers in the country and to do that by um, helping people to stop, not getting them to switch to something that is 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 also uh, proven, you know, to increase their risk of heart attacks and lung disease and perhaps even cancer. So when we look at e-cigarettes, we need to look at it in its own right. When the liquid 
is um, is heated, it goes to above two hundred degrees. Okay, mm. and when it when that happens to the liquid, um, you you've got all kinds of carcinogens that are that are um, you know that are the result of that that process. Mm. So that carcinogens the long, being the things that cause yeah, cancer, yeah, things that right? cause cancer. Mm. Sorry, yes, and um, you know, so if if you say that you want people to give up smoking, and this is what we do. We run a telephone counseling quitline. Um, we give people advice on how to give up smoking, and we even suggest to them, you know, if they can't give up on their own, they can use nicotine replacement therapies, which don't cause any harm to their, to their health whatsoever. But with the evidence that we, we have about e-cigarettes, that um, you know that causes all of this very severe harm that I, I've uh, I've just told you about. It's 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 not possible for anybody to recommend e-cigarettes. And in fact, you know the Respiratory Association said until there is more evidence, both on whether it is safe or not safe, and whether it's effective or not, they cannot recommend it at all. The problem that we have, Ayabonga, is that the e-cigarette industry has brought out a product, they don't tell anybody, the consumer, health sector, nobody. You look at their package, it doesn't tell you what's in there, it doesn't tell you what the effect is going to be on your health, it doesn't tell you how much you can consume and how much you mustn't consume. Basically, they just developed a product, they said, this is a good way for us to make money, let's start selling it. And then they made a claim. They started advertising and saying that, as she said, that it is safer than cigarettes. But there is no evidence for that either. There is no evidence to say, scientific evidence, to say that e-cigarettes are less harmful than cigarettes. Mm. So, Soto, have you gone to market here without uh, disclosing some of the information about the product or even testing or verifying some of the claims that are made in marketing the product? So, first of all, I mean, I think that what needs to be said is that the reality of the situation is those that are smokers, and we know that many of them struggle to actually quit smoking. So the question is, what else is in the market that is actually available to assist people to quit and stop smoking? And on the testimonials that we submitted uh, with the Department of Health when we made our submissions to, on the comments to the bill, we actually forwarded all the comments that were submitted to us as an association, which is over 10,000 people, that are actually saying, I have been smoking for the longest period. I have been trying to quit. I have not been successful. I switched to vaping. I started at a higher strength of the nicotine. I am now at zero. Others are actually been saying that I have quit completely out of the category. And so we are tracking that and to actually show that there seems to be some people that are saying we are able to quit. So to just say that people are not assisted by the product at all, I don't necessarily think that is actually correct because, again, we've got evidence to but, back but it. But, Zizora, the, so the, the real issue, I guess, is not necessarily about um, the anecdotal or even empirical work that you would do to ascertain whether or not people have been able to stop smoking with the aid yeah. of these products. I guess the big question, and, and which is what Savira is raising here, is really around some of the things that are in the liquid when the liquid is combusted, the kind of uh, things that come out of that uh, from, uh, I guess, uh, not only the nicotine, but some of the other... Uh, 
uh, uh, things that are associated with the product itself. Uh, people have spoken about fine and ultra-fine particles that are released when you vaporize uh, this uh, liquid nicotine. And uh, maybe let's try and address some of those uh, alongside, of course, the issue of uh, this being a, an effective aid to assist people to uh, stop smoking. So, I have one Sorry, Sophia, I'll come back to you. I just want uh, okay, to respond to this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, everybody that is actually in the industry, I mean, we recruit them and make sure that they are our members. And there is actually a guide in terms of what are the ingredients that they can utilize in the product. And most of our members actually subscribe to that. And we also have gone out to look as to what are the international standards in so far as the manufacturing of the ingredients. Again, when we made our submission to the Department of Health, we disclosed all that information because we said that there is indeed a need to regulate the industry. And our proposal in so doing will indeed involve looking as to where can people vape. We've actually proposed as to what are the ingredients that actually needs to go into the product. Um, and for that matter, even the nicotine that is actually utilized in the product is actually pharmaceutical graded nicotine. So we take great care to make sure that people are not harmed by the ingredients that are actually utilized in the product. Um, so there has to be continuous research that is conducted, and we are actually on top of that research. And to an extent that there has to be a shift, there has to be moves, we are making sure that we are also updating. I think that for me what then becomes important in this discussion is to say, you know, we've got various sectors that have various advisors. When do we actually get to sit around the table, all of us, and say, okay. This is my evidence that I actually sure. have. In as much as, you know, I'm quite keen to hear from the National Council against Muslims to say, okay. this is also the evidence, even the Department of Health. Yeah. And to actually say, with all of this on the table, what is then the best way forward? Because all our interests okay. are on the consumers let's and pause not there. to hurt them, but to give the alternative. So, so, let's pause this slightly. I need to take a spot break and uh, also uh, reach out to some of our listeners here. Do you vape? Uh, how does it make you feel? Let us know. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. Savera, I'll come back to you on the other side of this. Sure. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback, like Amakum Kezela Moonbags and even the greeting Uzit. That's why Hunters, the original side, is on a mission to uh, refresh, cool and bring back the old school. All you got to do is follow at Hunters Cider on Facebook, share throwbacks that deserve a comeback and you could win some refreshing prizes. Hunters, refreshes like nothing on earth, drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. It's 24 minutes after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on uh, Metro FM. I'd love to hear from you, and uh, I can see some of the tweets coming through, and, of course, we'll weave those into our conversation. So, Vera, you wanted to weigh in uh, earlier on, and uh, I want to give you the opportunity now. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to speak about whether, you know, there's ev- uh, evidence to show that e-cigarettes are a helpful tool to help people give up smoking. Aside from what I've already said, I wonder the fact that it does still cause serious health harm, uh, you know, um, that, that still stands. So with, with um, all of the studies that have been done, there have been analyses of the studies. There's, these studies have been done all across the world, in the U.S. and uh, in the EU. There is no evidence to show that e-cigarettes are helpful uh, to, for people to stop smoking because there are a couple of things we should see if, if they were. One of them, even if they, they, they are harmful to health, we should see at the end of a year, say, that um, people that switch to e-cigarettes should stop using e-cigarettes as well as cigarettes because it's such a great quick tool. But actually, in comparative studies that looked at nicotine replacement therapy 
versus e-cigarettes after a year. More than 80% of people were still using e-cigarettes after a year, whereas only 9% were still using nicotine replacement therapy after a year. There's a lot of other studies that show that instead of people switching from cigarettes to e-cigarettes, what they in, end up doing is what is called dual use. They use cigarettes in, in places where they're allowed to smoke cigarettes and where they're not allowed to use cigarettes, they use e-cigarettes. So, you know, the, you know what, what Zodra is saying, that it is a helpful tool that doesn't exist either. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to respond to is that, you know, saying that we need to go to the Department of Health and put down all our evidence. Now, we are a public health organization. We're 43 years old. That's not how we get information. We don't go to the Department of Health without different packages of information and say, let's see who can convince the other. No, we look at international best practice. We look at international sources of evidence, um, credible sources of evidence, not paid for by the tobacco industry or the e-cigarette industry. And, of course, we look for guidance from the World Health Organization, from, you know, these, these kinds of organizations and research institutes that we know are independent and that don't have a conflict of interest, that they are not trying to sell a product and pretend that that product is healthy. So they have to have no conflict of interest the people that produce this research. Mm. Savira, just on your end, I mean, I guess in, in response to the point uh, uh, as Otto is making around uh, placing some of these issues before the Department of Health, you, I would think that there's a certain agenda that uh, uh, from an advocacy perspective you would want uh, when it comes to regulation. Uh, just maybe take us through that. Yes. So, you know, we would be joining, we want e-cigarettes to be regulated in exactly the same way as um Cigarettes are regulated because with the short-term use, you know, the decade of use that we've seen, we've got all these very, very, um, you know, serious health problems that um, have already started uh, emerging from the research base. So you can only imagine that after 20 or 30 years of use, we're going to see a similar, if not worse, disease burden from the use of e-cigarettes that we are seeing from cigarettes, which is why... If we regulate e-cigarettes as the, the draft tobacco bill and ends bill has asked for, we would be joining 98 other countries mm. who already have either national or regional laws regulating e-cigarettes simply because they are so harmful. So, you know, um, uh, no one is saying we must close down the e-cigarette industry, but they certainly cannot sell the product as they've been selling it, uh, introducing hundreds of flavors to attract children like donut flavor and chocolate flavor and cream soda flavor. These are not flavors that are attractive to adult smokers. These are flavors that have been deliberately designed to attract young people to smoke Mm. and young people to use e-cigarettes. And the evidence shows us, Ayabonga, young young people who've never smoked are experimenting with e-cigarettes because they look new, they look snazzy, they look attractive to young people. And, you know, that plume of smoke is also attractive to them because it looks so different from an e-cigarette. It looks, you know, like mm. nuclear fallout or something. So, you know, it's it's not really something that um, um, can be said to have been designed for the smoker. Yeah. It's definitely there to Savera, attract young people Savera, as well. Before I let you go, so, I mean, uh, certainly on your end, you argue that um, 
Uh, there's all of this uh, evidence coming from reputable organizations like the World Health Organization. But what do you make of uh, uh, some of the uh, research and the work that has come out uh, that uh, goes contrary to that, uh, uh, certainly on the basis of harm and mm. even uh, the much safer proposition of e-cigarettes? What, what do you make of that? And uh, do you do you accept that view that uh, if indeed we place them toe-to-toe, say, with a Marlboro cigarette on the one hand and uh, maybe a, uh, an, an e-cigarette product on the other, uh, that uh, there is relatively much less harm and even, uh, of course, uh, a safer product. What do you say to that? So I'm glad you asked me that question because until we've used e-cigarettes for the same amount of time, we're not going to be able to be certain uh, that the long-term harm is not going to be the same as cigarettes. But one of the foundations for that argument is, um, you know, from a study done in England, in fact, not a study, but a paper written in England, which was, um, which made the claim that e-cigarettes are 95% safer than, um, than cigarettes. So two of the authors of that paper, um, admitted, you know, you have to say what's your conflict of interest when you write any academic, uh, paper or report. And one had, um, uh, you know, had associations with the tobacco industry, and the other had direct associations with the e-cigarette industry. The, the the paper was based on the opinion of people. I think it was 12 people. I, I could be wrong. It could have been 15 people. But basically, they got people together, sat down, and said, what do you think about ABC? Do you think this is the cigarettes? Uh, are cigarettes dangerous? Or is uh, e-cigarette, uh, e-cigarettes dangerous? Or is eating chocolate dangerous or some other tobacco products. Now, so there's no scientific study. That claim is not based on a scientific study, which would a scientific study would have meant you study somebody smoking cigarettes for 20 years mm. and you study somebody smoking e-cigarettes for 20 years and you compare the health outcomes and not one person, obviously. But I'm are sure the claims of harm based on any scientific study? Yes, the claims of harm are, are based on studies of up to 70,000 people per study. I've got, you know, many, many different studies, okay. actually. But looking at that number of people, uh, comparing them with um, non-smokers as well as smokers. So there's different harm. Uh, if you're a smoker, it's so so say you, you are a non-smoker, your risk of... Um, a heart disease is zero. Okay. If you are an e-cigarette user, your risk of heart disease would be two, twice that. And if you are an e-cigarette smoker and um, a, uh, a cigarette smoker, then your risk of heart disease is five times that of a non-smoker. So the studies compare e-cigarette users as well as cigarette users as well as non-smokers. Okay. Sisatwa, let me bring you in here. And uh, one of the yep. people here on Twitter, Sisipo, is asking, what causes the e-cigarettes to explode? There have been stories of them exploding. And uh, one of the stories she shares there is of a man in Texas uh, who died earlier on this year from a severe stroke after an e-cigarette exploded and shredded uh, one of his arteries. Um, uh, have you seen instances like this happening here in South Africa? And w- potentially, what would account for it? So we have not seen any such incidents in South Africa. And um, I do know the incident that you're actually talking about. And I know that, you know, we, we're very close to trying to find a little bit more information as to what could have been the cause. However, what we do know happens is that because, again, this is an innovative novelty, still new to market, what we have seen in the previous cases that have been reported is that 
people would buy the vaping product, but they would actually want to experiment with the power, like putting batteries that are not suitable for the gadget, um, that would actually become stronger um, than what the manufacturers actually intended. And in those instances, then we've seen one other incident where an accident happened of that nature. It was investigated, and the report was intended to show that it was because of the fiddling with the manufacturer's guide and standard of how to use the vaping product. Okay. I don't know if I have got one or two minutes to just respond. No, you do. Uh, and I also want to hear you out maybe just on uh, uh, the agenda from an advocacy perspective around regulation from your end. Yeah. So, again, I mean, I just think that it's not about the tit for tat as to, you know, um, what uh, the National Council Against Smoking is saying and what we're actually saying because ours really is to say what is actually the best offering currently for people that want to quit can we actually give them the vaping as an alternative? And so far, again, I'm saying based on the evidence that we have, it has actually shown that it is working. We have looked at other countries like Spain and UK and Greece, where they used to have draconian legislation on vaping. It was new, proceed with uh, caution kind of attitude that they adopted. But they are the very same people um, that are now going to their own um, legislators to say, can we review it? Because we have since begun to see the benefit from their perspective. And again, we analyze this and actually say, we don't have that much research in South Africa. We've just started out as an industry. It is a new category for that matter. We do need to actually even have more research done on the topic. However, everybody is relying on the evidence that is actually out there. There is different interpretation. And why is it that it is so difficult? It's not about saying I'm convincing you that I'm right. It's actually trying to have a discussion, a roundtable discussion to Mm. say, we have agreed to regulation. We want what is best uh, for our consumers. We want to be able to communicate the benefits of vaping vis-a-vis the smoking of a cigarette. This is the evidence that we have. Based on it, what then becomes the realistic regulation for the industry? I don't think that that's actually at all us. It's not about us saying we want to convince you. Not at all. We want to state our case. You state yours. And we look at reasonably what is the best way forward. Otherwise, we will continue to leave the majority of South Africans that want to quit by actually not being able to even communicate about this alternative for them to make an informed decision, which I think for me is very, very important because we are talking to adult smokers, those over the age of 18. Okay. We'll have to leave it there, Sisotwa, and a big thank you to you and uh, uh, Savira as well. And uh, uh, Savira Khalidin, Executive Director of the National Council Against Smoking, big thank you to you. Zotwa Velaman speaks and uh, is the CEO of uh, the uh, Vaping Products Association of South Africa. What do you make about that? Of course, the conversation continues. Let us know there on uh, Acmetro FMSA. And uh, you can also uh, send us some of your views there on our Facebook page. Uh, let's take this uh, brief break. And on the other side, uh, we uh, take a look at some of your calls and uh, many of you are wanting to weigh in on the matter of uh, one Cyril Ramaphosa. Many of you wanting to weigh in on uh, the uh, issue of Cyril Ramaphosa and I'm joined on the line by also uh, one of the, the uh, citizens of the uh, capital there and uh, that is uh, Tato calling us all the way out in Mamelodi. Good evening to you. Good evening. How are you, my I'm well, thanks, my leader. How are you? Uh, I'm all good, my guy. Please go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to comment on the two comments that the previous caller had made. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yes, and uh, on the very last matter, uh, I have to agree with my fellow caller that the ANC shouldn't forget that they are not the government. 
we are the masses of the South African nation. We are the government. So they should let Urna, uh, President Oferel, be the one that the masses voted for and be the one who elects the people, the team that want, he wants to be in his team in the cabinet so mm. that they should take our country forward. Do you have anybody ideally you'd like to see in that cabinet? Uh, I don't really have anyone in particular okay. that I, I haven't been okay. uh, mind right now, but then uh, one that I do want to see back on the cabinet is Umama Unalipando. Oh, Umama Unalipando. Okay. Yes. All right. Phenomenal woman. And I believe they are the kind of people that we need that they should take our country okay. forward. All right. Thank you so much uh, for that uh, call. Yeah. There, Tato saying uh, prerogative among Ameli to uh, make the decisions because indeed, as the voters, we've empowered him to make those decisions on our behalf. Lucky, you are in Bombela. Good evening to you. Uh, evening, boy. How are you? Yeah, Shapuze, chief. I'm great, man. Ah, uzama, uzama, my brother. Please go ahead. Uzama, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see. Put. Mm. Look, uh, I'm not going to tell you which part I voted. Ne? Okay. Yeah, but my, 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 my main concern, ne? we don't want to see our nation in South Africa, which is South Africa divided mm. by the so-called analyst or by the so-called whoever who, who, who wants to talk about Cyril uh, versus the ANC or ANC versus Cyril. Ne? Mm. My, my point of the matter is, when we campaign as volunteers or whoever that's there who was doing the campaigning for any part for that yes. matter, ne? yeah, we never said Julius Malema will do this for you. We never said Cyril Ramaphosa will do this for you. Mm. We never said my man will do this for what you. What did you say? We said the TA will do this for you. The EFF will do this for you. Okay. The, the ANC so, will do this for I you. Hear you. Mm. So now... Uh, if you say Cyril Ramaphosa rescued the ANC or my man rescued the DA, whoever the political party mm. and the president, man, I don't agree with that fully. I don't agree. In fact, I don't agree at all. Okay. So you're Let's saying respect- when I, we must place the primacy of the party that sends people there and not personalize these issues, huh? Did you, did, did, did you hear someone saying Ramaphosa will do this and that and this for you? Or, or Malema will do this and that and for you? Or uh, my man? No, Never. I hear you, my brother. I hear you. And we'll have Never. to leave it there, Lucky, my brother. Certainly, and I agree with that point that Lucky's making. We have a party Please, good man. The, the, the sooner we mm. refrain from doing that, Shapu, ne, the better. Let's take our country forward, as the gentleman you just said. Ne. Okay. Let's forget who, who voted what, who campaigned for what. And those parties have won. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback, like Amakum Kedle, La Moonbags, and even the greeting, Who's It? That's why Hunters, the original side, is on a mission to refresh school and bring back the old school. All you got to do is follow at Hunter Cider on Facebook, share throwbacks that deserve a comeback, and you could win some refreshing prizes. Hunters, refreshes like nothing on earth, drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18.